Welcome, adventurers. Here's what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. Narrowly surviving their exposure to the blue light, Shaft, Shakara, and Horik have successfully deactivated the Paladin Tower, but with no proper container for the second Eye of Dendar. Transporting it is safest left in the hands of the undead. Limping their way to the abandoned farmstead northwest of Drakal, they settle in for a rest in a safe place. And now, on with the show. As your long rest begins in this farmstead just north, you're, you're about like a mile north of Drukal, right? Not very far from the city at all. Actually, kind of roughly about the distance that the tower itself was from the city, kind of eastward of you, obviously. So it's like you've traveled uh, almost the length of this, of the entirety of Drukal, like a, at least 20 miles from your journey from the tower to here. But as your long rest begins, and the three of you, Shaft, Shakara, and Horik, of course, all bed down with Sparky on watch. Shakara, you hear a voice in your head. And it's Mia. She sent you a sending spell. Where are you? We need you. Why did you leave? What's going on? That's not even that many words. Okay. XOXO, Mia and Falsey. <laughs> I am going to ignore it. I'll just rub Sparky's head and roll over and try and go to sleep. So uh, while I'm laying there, sort of catch it, try, starting to catch some Z's, I, I sort of reach down, I look at my, my wrist and I see the shackles and I remember that I can't take them off so i'm going to spend a little bit of time you know looking and at them again trying to recall exactly how these things work and attune to the shackles okay does that mean you have to drop something else and i am going to get rid of the tower cube easily done as you know throughout your eight hour rest if you had normal watches there would you're really only sleeping for about five or six hours right in that kind of eight hour period so that's easily done during uh, during your long rest before before you try to get some uh, sleep yourself. Other than that, I'm just going to try to try to get a good night's sleep if possible. A few hours pass during your rest and Shafts, you seem to be sleeping, you and Horik actually both, uh, sleeping pretty soundly. But Shakara, yours is interrupted again. You get a feeling that you've experienced a couple times before. It's kind of the, the, that it's just like something that you know about Isabella's portals being utilized twice in the span of about an hour or so. Can I tell which one? No, unfortunately, you can't tell which ones were actually just that the network, for lack of a better term, has been used. Okay, I will make note of that. And as you're getting kind of this restless sleep, you, you do see Sparky is kind of peering through one of the few windows on this first story where you where you set up. He's got the kind of tattered and threadbare curtains, just slightly parted with his little nose pressed gently against the glass. And he kind of notices you stirring it and he flits over to you, clearly looking to, to get your get your attention. 
What did you see? Show me. Sparky kind of flits over back to the window, and I assume you follow. I will look through his eyes, actually. Oh, okay, great. Why don't you give me a perception check then as Sparky peers back out? That would be using a pseudo dragon's stats. I, I just point out how lazy it is for Shakara to just remain laying lounge out on the ground. <laughs> no, no, oh, in 15 feet away? I'm not walking over there. <laughs> no, it's less conspicuous for Sparky to stick in his uh. nose out the window than for Shakara's whole freaking big head to be sticking out the window. It's stealth. Thank you very much. <laughs> I see. My, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> That's an 18. As you hone your senses in and peer through Sparky's eyes, you see that the snow outside has stopped. Uh, still fairly overcast, but currently it's the middle of the day uh, based on the timing. Like You arrived at the farmstead in, in the morning hours and peering about 200 or so feet of away, you are able to make out a, a figure clad in all white furs. And they seem to be crouched in the snow. You can barely see the outline of them as it's kind of white on white against white. Before this figure kind of stands up and clearly peering westward, but will turn and swiftly move eastward, which is back in the direction of the tower. Can I make out anything about the figure? Uh, race or anything? No, nothing like that. It seems they have... Um, this kind of winter garb drawn tight hood up, right? Uh, trying to provide themselves as much camouflage in the surrounding terrain as possible. You certainly do spot a, a longbow, though, slung across their back as far as weaponry. How fast are they going? Are they running or walking? Uh, they don't seem to be like sprinting or making a, making a dash. Normal pace, I would say. Sparky, do a scout. Do a circle around. Uh, so you want to maintain, like, you want Sparky to circle the farm in the barn? Uh, how far out would you like Sparky to go? Yeah, I want him to go um, first in the direction of the figure, stealthily, and just kind of loop around and come back to me. Okay, so the, the distance in which you spotted... Not 200 yards. About, okay, about I was going to say. Yeah, not all the way to the figure. Okay, you just want to constantly be peering through Sparky's eyes then. Yeah. I mean, I assume you are finally going to get off your ass and perhaps open a window or a door for Sparky to get out of the building? <laughs> no, I wanted to fly up the chimney. Is there a chimney? <laughs> there, uh, <laughs> there actually is kind of a smokestack that's connected to the potbelly stove in the kitchen. <laughs> I will open a window briefly for him to fly out. <laughs> All right, you, you kind of reef on, on the window and you see like uh, the window actually itself looks like it's been painted shut. So you kind of crack this thin layer of paint just, uh, you know, the, the six inches maybe you'd need for a pseudo dragon to slip out. Sparky, why don't you roll me a stealth check? as uh, the first thing you said you want him to move towards the direction of the figure, which was again, eastward. Oh, uh, 12. Sparky starts to fly out saying kind of low to the ground and with some of the the it was a heavy snowfall as you know and some of the the uh, kind of prevailing gusts 
there's plenty of, there's many like drifts that have formed uh, as Sparky kind of stays like a foot above the, the ground as he's moving up and down them and obviously through your eyes it's not like you're watching him fly away you're, you are in the perspective of the pilot <laughs> as far as so 100 feet out which is about half the distance from where you spotted the figure like you don't Sparky doesn't spot any any tracks in the snow uh, not even the ones that like you all wouldn't have made them either under the effects of uh, Shaft's last pass of the trace before you arrived so there's no disturbance in the the semi-freshly fallen snow in, in the e east at least now do you want just a like 100 foot kind of diameter perimeter around and then I mean obviously like Sparky could be out here like, as long as you want him to yeah, just fly up high in the air so we can get a better view with long distance, do a circle around within 100 feet, and come back. Why don't you give me another perception, then, as he flies up? Oh, 20. From the this new perspective uh, above everything, as Sparky does, starts to do kind of a circle around the property, right? Again, focusing immediately eastward, you do spot the figure continuing to retreat kind of losing sight of him as as the figure veers northeast now towards like the base of of the mountains uh losing sight of sight of him in in like a cluster of uh, kind of the you know the, those rings of the tree line that kind of form around the peaks of, of the of the range he disappears amongst the foliage as Barky continues to scout again around the property and like what would be now like west on the other far side of the the barn that that shaft at least had come up through the sewer system and the darkling tunnels right inside of and had the fight with the OG Jolvi no tracks westward north southward like no disturbances again in the snow the surrounding snow obviously without the aid of magic it would be incredibly easy to pick up tracks especially now that there is no more snowfall to fill in any gaps or divots and he'll fly back to me. Sparky, stay on alert in case that figure comes back. And I will go back to sleep because I am exhausted. The last three, four hours of, of your rest do go by without any more disturbances. Shaft, Horik fully rested. Perhaps Shakara could use a, li a little more. I mean... Obviously, Horik is left with one level of exhaustion, as he did have two as well. I believe same for you, Shakar, right? Same. So you can remove that. You will benefit from the long rest. But again, yeah. as, as maybe Shakar is taking a little longer to, to kind of stir and wake up, Sparky again flits over, like landing on your chest, Shakara, and then immediately tries to jump over to, to Shaft again, like try, trying to stir everybody, and, and then Horik finally afterwards. And he flits back to the window. Is there someone out there? I'll go to the window. Okay, and Sparky's like pawing and like tapping on the glass. And now, with as immediately as you as you look out, you you now see the figure in white. Again, about that 200, 250 feet away still. Clearly approaching the farmstead now. But this time they are accompanied by what look like six of Samuel's personal guard, as you recognize the replicas of the armor of Kalar that they were all, all, like the dozen of them, right, that he seemingly always had with them, were wearing. 
Shaft, paladins are coming. Oh, great. Uh, roll over, I throw my boots on, I whap Hork on the chest. Get up, get up! Get the eye. Are we running? We have to. Uh, okay. And I run over and slide the stuff off the, uh, the opening we covered up. Flip it open and sort of jump down into it, into the, the cellar. Run over as fast as I can, knock the box over, grab the, the bag out of the box, and climb back up. Are they still coming? Are they still coming? Yes, Shikara. I mean, you're you're. I assume you were keeping watch at the window as Shaft yes. gets down. How far away are they now? They're closing the distance, 200 feet away, rapidly closing. Again, they're not rushing. They're like moving at a normal uh, at a normal pace. So Shaft, as soon as you get within 15 feet of that bag, you can roll me a Constitution saving throw as you step into its light. 18. That is enough, just enough. You've met the DC without the safety of the cube to aid in your protection, but you do stave off the effects of uh, of this eye. And, like, clearly, Shakara, you can see as soon as that trapdoor opens and Shab descends the, the steps, right? Those rickety steps into the, the dank-smelling cellar. You get the whiff of dirt and, and grime from down there, and the the dust kind of expelling from the huskies as they just shamble in place waiting another command the glow is thrown up the steps as like shaft and shaft you you know you have your hand on the bag you feel the the tug of of essence of life force from your body right inside of the effects of the eye and you know you're stepping back towards the the stairs and it is clear that any further up there, you would be casting light up into the living room. I don't think we should take this up. Let's just keep it hidden. They'll find it. They'll take it. I don't think we can travel with it. Bury it. <laughs> I slide back down real quick. I throw it over under some of the boxes and, and throw it. And I shut the door, uh, the latch door, coming down. I go, cover this up. And I get down inside. So you're staying down there? Yeah, I mean, if it gets bad enough for they come down, I guess, uh, you know, I'll I'll do what I gotta do, but I'll protect it. All right, I'll drag stuff over top of the trap door so it's hidden. Nice little uh, throw rug, chair, table. Yeah, uh, before I shut the door, I go, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> 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 Did you want Hork with you? Like right now, Hork's still no. Up? I'm going to strike up a casual pose. <laughs> like I'm just waking up. And I'll, like, shoo at, at Horik. Be normal. Well, I will say, at least we got the long rest. <laughs> <laughs> this could have happened last night, so. Okay, so, Shaft, uh, assuming you are trying to remain as quiet as possible. Yes. Shakara, what are you doing on... Are you remaining on the ground floor? Are you also attempting to conceal yourself? Like, what are you, what's your plan? My plan is to deny, deny, deny. I'm going to act like we stayed here for the night to rest and Shaft had to go into Dracol, so we're waiting here for him. That's what we're doing. We're waiting here for Shaft. Okay, so you were just watching them approach from the window. Not obviously, but yes. Do you want to make a stealth check as you do so? Do I want to? I, this, is, this is what I'm asking. You, <laughs> like, right now, you do not know if your exact location 
if it's clear to them or not. You're just watching them approach the farmstead, as right? So it's going to be up to you whether or not you were going to make your presence known or attempt to conceal it. Conceal. And I did roll a uh, 19. Unless I need to do that with disadvantage because of my armor, which I wouldn't think that would apply here. Uh, well, you still have a level of exhaustion, so you're doing everything with disadvantage anyways. Hold on. Oh, well, it was better, so... Uh. <laughs> so 19 it is, then. <laughs> Take that, indifferent DM. <laughs> Shaft, go ahead and give me one down in the cellar. I'm going to give you advantage, though, uh, based on how it, well, you know, you're concealed and you're, you're like, below ground. 27. Hork is going to retreat away from the window and essentially position himself at the base of the stairs that lead to the second story, making sure he's well out of sight of any uh, windows looking in. This group now of seven paladins approaching, they get about 60 feet from the building that you're in, and you hear the one in white kind of motions to three of them. We lost our tracks a number of yards out, but they couldn't have gone anywhere else, uh, if not to the city. He points to three of them. Let's go check the farm. The rest of you check the house. And they split off. Four of them moving further west, past the house that you are in, uh, towards the barn and, and the gate, kind of attached in this extra area. You know, they're, they're, the whole place is kind of fenced in, right? Uh, there's a number of different areas within the fences themselves kind of to navigate where you to walk around the property. Well, they move up to the open gate uh, of which you, you've only ever seen open and you've seen it was, it's been used before that you know for, for wagons coming in and transporting full of people kind of thing, right? So last time we were here there was that hole they were bringing people up from, right? And it was all broken apart in pieces if I remember right. Yes, the cover, there was like a wooden cover that was smashed as Gozer used her brute force to push the wagon uh, that the party had escaped from over and into the hole and tried to cover it up. I actually believe that was after it was broken. It broke because Bryn was standing on it, if I recall correctly. (laughs) And she narrowly avoided falling in (laughs) inside of it as uh, the Darklings were stabbing into it and trying to break it and smash it to, to get up and out to recapture the lot of you. And that was in the barn. That was in the barn, yes. And it leads into the Darkling Tunnels. I think you've mentioned to each other before that uh, as an entry point into the city, could be very dangerous. And Shakar, you just hear the slow creak of the front door begin to open. I will stand at attention and face the front door because I don't know who's coming in. Okay, so you're going to move into view of it as you can you can see kind of uh, this the house itself is uh, rectangular in shape, right? Very simplistic as far as its construction goes. The front and back door are straight across from each other on the longest edges of the house which runs west to east. The living room of course which you were in and the kitchen area was separated by kind of this this segmented hallway an opening west and then east to either room, right? With the stairs with which Hork has positioned himself at closest to the the rear door, the back door. I will position myself so I'm not in the hallway, but I could, I'm still in the living room, but can see the front door 
but I'm somewhat concealed from it. <laughs> okay, again, you're attempting to hide? Half-heartedly, not really, um, but more like on alert uh, because somebody's coming into the house where I'm in. Okay, I, I understand. The heavy footfalls of uh, these very well-armored paladins gonna step across the wooden floorboards uh, of, of the house. First one gets 10 feet in before spotting you. The other two on his tail. I mean, again, like you're, you know, you're now like, unless you're retreating again, you're like 10 feet away from each other. Who's there? Show yourself. They step forward fully into view of you. What are you doing here? Kind of looks to you, sees Horik at the stairs. Shigar and Hork, where's Shaft? He went into Drakal. What business of it is yours? You were to remand the weapons you've stolen from Samuel Coltis and the eyes of Dendar. I don't know what you're talking about. We have been given instruction to ask you once. If you do not comply, you'll be put to death. We have the eye that Samuel gave us. That is all. Death it is. And we can roll Oh, attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fudge muffins. Thirteen. I'm going to roll 20, but I don't know what's going on right now, so... Or I guess I should say, I got a 20. <laughs> but I'm going to roll a 20. I did roll a 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shaft, you can hear kind of muffled voices of what's going on. So the, the cellar you're in is uh, about 30 feet by 25 or so. It Definitely not the full size and, like... Doesn't match the floor plan of the the house and the both stories of the house, right? So where it kind of ends uh, and where it's kind of been carved out actually kind of ends above where that hallway between the two doors kind of is. So you can you can hear Shakara pretty well, um, and, and you you understand that there's this exchange that's that's going on. And uh, I mean, you're about to hear the sound of combat, I'm sure. <laughs> so, but you are first in initiative, so. If there is something you'd like to do, you get the first opportunity. The uh, the floor in this place, is it dirt? The floor in the cellar is dirt, yeah. Flo the walls and the floor. The story above you, though, is just like wooden planks. All right, I think what I'm going to do is underneath the steps, if there's an area there where there's dirt, I'm going to quickly try to take my, my short sword and sort of dig out a hole for a second, trying to get something I can throw this bag, this glowing in into while I listen to hear what's going to happen. Next is Horik. Yes. <laughs> As Horik draws back on his bow, he will uh, actually retreat a little uh, a bit up the steps. Getting a bit of elevation here. Kind of able to get the arrow over you, Shakar, like over your shoulder and over your head into the hallway into this first paladin. Two hits with a, t a 21 and a 27. 27 points of damage. Nice hit. So the first paladin kind of staggers as both arrows hit into his armor. Uh, Shakara, you're next. I will cast Shield of Faith first as a bonus action. And then attack the first guy in front of me. 16 to hit. No, that's a miss. Swing around again. I'm not going to even tell you what that one was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Too concerned with where Hork is going and what Shaft is doing, I miss both times. Okay, you, you kind of see a, a bit of a, a grin kind of creep across this first paladin's face as you're swinging. 
I'm, I'm luring in with a false sense of security. I see, I see. Let's put uh, let's put Sparky right right after you. Um, he can um, like get it up in their face and give me an advantage. You can't he? Yeah, you can get in there and uh, take the help action. Uh, I'll have him fly up in the in the paladin's face in order to uh, give me the help action for next turn to give me an advantage, since I clearly need it. <laughs> right. These paladins, uh, they each are gonna step into the room seemingly just ignoring uh, Sparky each of them almost like simultaneously they kind of put their hands to the amulet the the replicant amulets that they wear each of the amulets kind of open up with this white radiance as three of the these beams one from each kind of uh, lance out at you yeah this is gonna hurt Maybe not. Only okay. First one's a twenty-five. We got twenty-five, a twenty-seven, and only an eleven. I guess I can't parry this, can I? It's not an. It's not a melee attack. So okay. So two hits. First one, sixteen radiant damage. Second one is fifteen radiant damage. And you see that you are temporarily like coated in this, almost like glitter, like you're you're sparkling. Back to the top of shaft. Okay, so I hear this. All this calamity going on, and and these lights, do they, like, light up the cracks in the floorboard where it's sort of see inside? The, so I know, you know, things are going down. So as I'm as I'm digging into the ground, I look back, I see this happen. I sort of, I want to jump up. I'm sort of by the steps as it is. Look at one of the huskies and just go, dig that hole! And run up the steps. <laughs> and then... Uh, I don't know what you put on top of the the door. Is it... Uh, what did you put up there? So can I open it? <laughs> I mean, what was there for me to put on top of it? If there was some kind of throw rug, I would have put that on it, definitely. And then, like, some egg shells and stuff, I think, was the only other thing in there, right? Uh, yeah, there's uh, the, the kind of uh, moth-ridden rug. Just absolutely filthy as well. And uh, a number of uh, kind of broken and discarded pieces of furniture which you potentially could have piled on top as well and it wasn't trying to block it just hide it so i think like the the rug and maybe like a chair sure sure okay shaft why don't you just give me give me an athletics then to to throw this thing open if that's what you're doing well i want to open it yeah i want to i got i'm gonna have to open it up to shoot a bow i would assume i can't do you think I can hold the door open with my with my hand and, and with my head and fire <laughs> some arrows out of that? I mean, I will let you do that, but it's still a matter of getting the debris off of it for you to open it. Okay, so athletics. Yeah, uh, fifteen. Oh yeah, no, not a problem, not a problem. And so you and so this is like you know you're like a typical trapdoor. You think it's got a hinge on one side, which the hinge would be uh, facing actually eastward. So kind of facing like the window that you were peering and sparky was looking out of actually so it's actually kind of perfect it opens up and it would it would you know if you were to throw it completely open it would open up it's like five it's a five, five by five foot you know kind of structure here right just so i understand the door would be blocking my view of them or i'd be opening up and i'd be able to see them yeah it's actually the hinges in, in the perfect spot for you so you want to prop it on your head you're essentially laying it on yep. yourself okay I'm going to pop it up, and I'm going to stand on it, and the idea is loose a couple arrows at these guys, and then sort of go back down. 
to close down the... <laughs> I'm going to prairie dog them. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, um, with your 27 stealth, uh, um, I'll give you the first shot you have is an advantage, because, I mean, you were hidden from them. Nice. Okay. Also, as you have turned to the huskies, they remain motionless. They didn't listen to your command. Okay. It was worth a shot. So 28 to hit. Um, 17 damage to the, the first one there that's next to Shakara. Um, let's see, there's two of them. I'm going to go with this one right here in the doorway, sort of in the middle. And then my second shot, also, that's a 27. 10 for the second one. Same guy? Same guy. And then I'll, I'll sort of, you know, bend my knees back down again to, to sort of shut the door up. Enough where I can sort of still peer out and see what's going on. Hopefully, okay. uh, <laughs> waiting for my next attack. <laughs> Horik uh, is going to continue hitting the same one with his arrows. He, he moves a little further, though, up these stairs. Kind of basically getting to where, like, the ceiling, right, kind of meets the railing of the, the stairs, which he can still kind of peer through. So he's about 10, 10 to 15 feet up the stairs here. Which one is he hitting? Uh, the same one he was hitting before, the number two on the map. Well, one, first first strike critical hit for our buddy Horik here. It's only 16 damage, though. And second hit's a 27, so another 26 total. And Shakara, you're up. I will fuego, and everything around us will darken. Sparky, aid me! And I'll attack a guard number three, the same one that Shaft hit. Uh, 19 hit him? 19 does hit, yeah. I think I might smite him, too. Just a little, just a little smite. Oh, no way. <laughs> Seems rude. <laughs> 28. Uh, does Sparky's aid help with the second attack, too? No, it's just the first one. I'll swing around again. I really need Sparky's aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a, a 15 to hit. Oh, that is a miss, unfortunately. He's able to get a get a kind of armored gauntlet up and, and shy away the blade. Sparky next. He's going to gonna get him help again. Just uh, Until you say otherwise, he's going to be doing that? Yes. You see, the one you just clobbered, uh, Shakara, just kind of momentarily disappears before appearing and landing on the trap door shaft. You kind of get a he bonks the few inches down onto your head, right? And now it's full weight as he missy steps. I mean, it's only 15 feet, but he's popped himself on top of the trap door, uh, both in an effort to get away from Shakar's blade and to block your attacks. And he raises both of his hands up, his gauntlets towards Shakara. One begins to glow red, the other green, and two blasts. One from each into Shakara. Only a 16, though, and a 17. Neither. It, I am able to duck out of the way. The two paladins still on you, Shakara, though. You see they now both, again, they raise their, their fists, though, hands clenched as they just begin to swing at you. 18 and a 22. 22 hits. And I will hellish rebuke. Sure. So this is uh, guard number one. Uh, hits you for 13 bludgeoning. He gets a 21 for his dexterity saving throw. 12. So half a 12. 
You see an almost a look of regret as he makes contact with you and then immediately engulfed in these hellish black flames. The paladin, though, uh, number two, who's been taking the arrows from Horrocks, still throws his haymakers at you as well. Ooh, again, and only a, a, a 14 and a 21. So one connect, right? Correct. You take another 10 bludgeoning from that guy. Which is only seven. And one of them, uh, again, uh, kind of over the fray of, of the battle, starts to call out through the open door to the other group. Back to Shaft. So he sort of bonked me down a little bit. So I'm going to sort of put my, my foot up on the, the next higher step, sort of lean down as low as I can, and then try to push up and sort of knock him off, at least push the door open. See if I can at least get him off balance. Uh, What's like a strength, athletics? Yeah, we can do uh, contested athletics here. 18. He gets a 21. And as you press your weight, you begin to make progress. And he just kind of jumps and then brings his feet like back down on you and just slamming the trap door shut again. Is the, uh, the trap door pretty solid? It doesn't look too solid. It's it's fairly flimsy. Like much of the furniture in here, kind of the the general decor, like the like the kitchen table and like the shelves on the on the walls, not the highest quality of material or even uh, craftsmanship. Does his weight crack the wood or make anything? Does <laughs> uh, it seem to be stable enough to keep him? Once you've recovered from kind of the slam back down again, you see that there's a clear bow in the door itself. Okay. So that was, was that my action, I assume, doing this uh, push-up? That would be your action. Okay, I guess I'm going to stay where I'm at. Orc sees the, the one that's the missy step. He's going to focus fire on that guy as he's kind of crouched down now on the stairs between the railing and the floor above. Two arrows... Ooh, only a, wow, two 17s, neither uh, of which are enough to hit, even with his extraordinary bow, Shakara. I too can misty step. Oh, oh my. (laughs) I'm going to misty step over to the guy on the trapdoor and try and shove him off of the trapdoor. Now, can I argue for advantage since I'm surprising him? (laughs) <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and I roll shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I will give you advantage if uh, you agree that should you fail, you will fall prone uh, and will not be able to get up this turn. No, I'll roll normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, contested athletics. 20. Wow, you were in luck because he he rolled a three, which makes his total a 15. Damn. So you see, as you, so you've missed a step forward and not quite carried that momentum because uh, that kind of would have what given you the advantage should you have chosen to try to do so. But you you know instantly appear next to him. As you know, his, his focus is still kind of towards where you were, right? But you catch him to the, on the side and you barrel your own shoulder down 
And as the two of you, for the the brief second of which you're you know you're struggling before you overpower him, like you see like the the chest plate he's wearing, just begins to like to glow and and, and almost like radiate with the with the, an effect before you kind of almost like as you overpower him, it's like snuffed out. I'll let you shove him five feet off of the trap door. And then I will bonus action hex him. Would you, what uh, what ability <laughs> checks would you like to give him disadvantage on? Which your order of operations could have been a little better. <laughs> but it turned out for you. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind that it does not apply to saving throws. It's only ability checks. Also, you should have had disadvantage on that strength check, but I'll catch you next time when you try to do something. <laughs> I hate that so much. It's pretty brutal, yeah. Uh, athletics, I guess. In case I need to push him again. <laughs> All right, paladins, back up. Unfortunately, the I mean, the paladin just steps right back onto the trap door that you've left vacant, and falls through. <laughs> and I mean, it's clear to clear to both of you. Like as he steps on it, there's some real flex to it. Okay. But he will just try to try to slug it out with you again, Shakara. A 19 and a 16. Neither hit. Well done. You're able to parry some attacks of your own. The paladin that Hork has been pelting tries to take cover from his line of sight up on the stairs as he moves along the railing of it, remaining on the ground floor, tucking himself kind of into the corner where he can no longer, like, they can no longer see each other. But he will raise up his gauntlets, and again, they begin to, to glow red in one hand, green in the other, and will let out two blasts at Shakara. First one is a critical hit. It's going to be 17 necrotic damage. Oh, remember how we discussed that necrotic damage heals me now? <laughs> no? The fire beam is only a 19, however. I'm warmed by the flame. <laughs> and uh, no reaction this time? For the guy halfway across the room? No. The last paladin here, he just, before leaving Sparky, he's going to slug Sparky. <gasps> How dare he? He gets an adjusted 20, and you see just Sparky poofs out of existence as he makes contact with his powered gauntlet. I mean, Sparky only has one hit point, right? I think he'd snuff out of existence. Well, he did 12 <laughs> bludgeoning damage to Sparky. I think that would do it. <laughs> I mean, to his name, as Sparky emits, kind of explodes in a burst of static. <laughs> Before advancing uh, on Shakara. His last attack, this paladin's actually going... He's going to attempt to grapple you, Shakara. So let's do a contested athletics. You will have disadvantage. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, only a 15, though. 14 plus 8. 22. Enough to beat him again. You kind of fend off the like the effects and the enhanced abilities of, of clearly the chestplate is trying to offer these paladins. Uh, but still, you're able to overcome them. Can I react to that or only an attack? Like you can't help us rebuke him. He didn't do damage to you. Shaft, you're up. I look up at this trap door. Do I? I'm going to try to do the same thing I did before. But this time, being a little bit more aware that he may fall through this thing. So I'm going <laughs> to. You know, smash up against it and then sort of take a step back 
as soon as I hit it to see if I can at least weaken it or or, or at least knock him off the door if, if I can. So we'll do athletics again. Okay, and he is hexed and has disadvantage. Uh, I rolled a 16. I'm going to hope he's not going to beat that. Yeah, and he didn't. He rolled uh, his lowest is a, a, a natural one, which makes it a 13. I mean, best case scenario for you right now is you, you push him off, right? That's what you're attempting. You're not trying to break it in some way. I mean, if he falls through, he's going to land right on the steps, right? And not... Um, unless unless there's some possibility of him falling down the steps, but then he'd probably <laughs> hit me. So let's just say I'm knocking him off. <laughs> okay, okay. You have uh, sloughed him back. And I'm going to say you've, you've like thrown him back towards the wall, like towards the hinge of this trapdoor as you open up and, and push with all of your halfling, amazing halfling strength. <laughs> <laughs> and created, you know, put him on a slant, right? On a slope as he kind of slides, falling, tumbling back to, towards the wall. So you've you've slung him up now. You have the trap door between you and him. And you, I mean, you take in the room now. Shakar's right there. A paladin uh, adjacent to her. One further back. And you can just see Horik arrow knocked uh, at the, the, between the railings of, of the stairs, um, eyeing another target. All right, so I'm going to use uh, as a bonus action uh, Nature's Veil. I become magically invisible till the start of my next turn, and I'm going to move 10 feet around behind the guard number one, which is uh, opposite of Shakara. So essentially, I pop out of existence, and at the beginning of my next turn, I'm going to pop up on the other side of the the guard that was not knocked over. Horik lets out two arrows uh, to the paladin that did not get shelved by shaft on Shakara. 14 and a 17. Wow, two misses again. He's got... He's rolling worse than Shakara is right now. <laughs> Shakara, you're up. You killed Sparky! Hurt! I will inflict wounds. So I will make a melee spell attack. Eight. Oh. No, sorry. 12. 12, actually. Like, that's so much better. I mean, it <sighs> is technically a higher number, but still <laughs> not high enough. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, As again, you, you miss. He, he smiles at you. I'm going to enjoy this. Before he just rounds again, both both his fists. Uh, it seems this what they use in melee here is their their gauntleted fists. First strike is a critical hit. I can't parry that, can I? Since it's a crit. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> it was a good good timing with his little uh, quip there. I swear it's not scripted, but he gets a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only sixteen bludgeoning though. Follows up with um, only a nineteen. You will. Pay for that. The paladin that Shaft pushed off of the trap door just kind of sidesteps five feet, gets directly behind Shakara, and again will just start to try to just smash into you with his fists. A adjusted twenty for the first hit. Um, I will parry that. Makes my AC a twenty-six. For that attack. Yes. So the follow-up hit is uh, a 21. That hits. Only another uh, 14 bludgeoning. 
last but not least, gauntlets again light up with those those colored beams. Adjusted twenty and a twenty-six. Both hit. So it's going to be eight fire and five necrotic. <laughs> how, how how are you looking to me? Shakara's down. Oh no! <laughs> just. Just that was exactly what it took. Oh shoot! Uh oh. <laughs> uh, shaft. All right, I pop back in behind guard number one, and I'm going to uh, make some attacks here. First with the bronze scaled scimitar. That's a 19 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Has he taken any damage? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see he's done it. Yeah, so that's 20 points of damage to him. Uh, second attack. Death War would have been a good idea this morning. Oh, that's a crit. Oh, hey -o. So, total damage to him would be 30. How's he looking? He's officially bloodied. Barely. Oh, crap. Wow, and there's two more of them. In here. Uh, yeah, but the other two, the other two look worse off than this one does. Alright, then I'm going to go ahead and hit him for my third attack with the short sword of oozes. Uh, that's only 14 to hit, um, but I'm going to use yeah, I'm going to use one of my luck points to try to hit this guy. Uh, 19 to hit. That does it. And that uh, with acid damage uh, totals 30. Well done. And yeah, the, I mean, the acid from your sword, you, you see that uh, like it, his armor, and despite the, the enchantments cast upon these pieces, start to sizzle uh, from the strike of your sword. And uh, now he looks, he looks pretty unsteady <laughs> after that, after that bar barrage. I've been able to hit him a couple times. He'd probably be dead. <laughs> yeah, if, if only. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Horik. Use that bow. Use your bow, Horik. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am looking at the sorcerer's bell list right now and trying to see if there's something he has. <laughs> he could blink. <laughs> <laughs> no healing spells? Sorcerers do not get to heal. I've got a potion of healing, but getting it in you is going to be a issue. There isn't much Horik can do except try to finish what Shaft started here on that Paladin. First arrow, 22 to hit. Second arrow is a 21, so both arrows will hit. Awesome. 27 piercing from both hits is enough to take one of these down as he, as he slumps to the floor next to Shikara's unmoving body. And he did yell out to the others? You heard, uh, yeah, actually, that was the one that did yell out. You did hear that. Hork uh, will take his movement now, uh, descending the stairs. Kind of tramples over the discarded eggs and furniture debris and, and gets right up to uh, Shakara. Two paladins remain, however. Did you do a death save? Uh, for you? No, I didn't. Thank you. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> yes, after Hork, uh, Shakara, uh, secret death save. Secret, secret. Paladins. And that's our show. 
If you're not already, be sure to follow us at IncorrigiblePar on Twitter, IncorrigibleParty on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to IncorrigibleParty.com for world lore and PC information, and we've recently started adding some maps there as well. Incorrigible Party is generously sponsored and made possible by Critical Hit Design. For any of your design needs, visit criticalhitdesign.com. All ambient sound and music is provided by Tabletop Audio. And our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can reach him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!